Welcome to Post the Post here on The Wave, the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Kevin. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And surprisingly enough, I'm kind of upset this afternoon. I'm happy because we're coming from Syosset today as um, the LIU women's hockey team won their first playoff matchup ever. So they'll be moving on, which is great for them, and we are very happy for them. And But I'm also upset because... We're expecting, we, we do our annual trade deadline show, the day of the deadline, where we talk about everything that's happened and all the fun stuff that comes with the deadline. We do the same thing for free agency. And I have more to talk about today than I probably will on Monday. Well, you don't know that, first of all. You don't know that. Because there are still some big names out there. There are still plenty of trades that could be made, plenty of time. And I think we could still get, like... Because we talk about literally every trade, even if it's the smallest trade, we can still get that that two page p- paper that you write up before the show. I have to do that. Um, but yeah, so you know, even to I think the latest trade that we have to speak about, which we'll open with now, was one that happened. I want to say around I want to say four o'clock was was the time that this broke. And it is that Alec Martinez of the LA Kings was traded to Vegas for a 2020 second rounder and a 2021 second rounder with Tristan McGee. So they do get both of them. And what is playing in the back in the background right now? I don't want to listen to it. That's well, why luck, I have no headphones. Luck, lucky for you, it wasn't the whole thing. It's it stopped. But we're we got we got the gist. But yeah, so, you, yeah, yeah, you knew you knew it was, it was gonna happen. Um, so it was great that, well, he has to bring that up because there was no way that we were going to mention Alex Martinez and not bring that up, but... My guy's got another chance at a cup, kind of. Kind of, kind of. And I love how, like, everybody keeps talking about him. It's just like, hey, everybody remember 2014? Yeah, we do. Would not have happened without him. Not just because he scored the cup winning goal, but he scored the goal yeah, to get them to, to, get the, them cup. to the cup. Like, so would not I, have happened nothing, without like, him. Like, I'll take off my, you know, the, the fan hat for a second. He basically, he is the reason. He's the reason that, that they, they won that he's cup the in reason. 2014. And you get two picks for him. I get it. The Kings ain't going nowhere. So I understand that. And going to Vegas, that's a good playoff piece for them. And Vegas, I, I would have to think that, you know, you're in year, I, it's not as dire, but you're in year three. And you've already, and you know you have the talent, you kinda want it. And you should get it sooner rather than later, because you guys are already in, they're already in a hole with the cap situation. Yeah, the cap's going up, but I don't know how great that'll be for them. But it's you know, I think if the Golden Knights want to win, I think we've gone from the hypothetical, oh, they could win now or they could win seven years down the road, doesn't matter, to you, you kinda gotta win soon. Yeah, cuz their their window was literally shattered. It was wide open from the get-go, which no one expected. And it's maybe slowly starting to close a little bit and acquiring a guy like Martinez, especially having an extra year of control because he he's not just a rental, he's signed through the end of next season. So getting a guy like that will really bolster your blue line. So that will hopefully pan out. We wish him all. I, I personally do think that Vegas is a good spot for him. And the Kings need picks. And I think getting these two is just going to work for him. And so now over to other news. Um, Janssen is out for the season. So that hurts Toronto a bit. Yeah. Uh, he, Andreas Janssen had uh, some surgery done. He's out for the rest of the year. That is a little bit of a hole for the the Maple Leafs. But they have apparently some sort of other problems going on, at least according to social media. This whole fire Dubis thing is trending, and everyone's like I never complaining about, I about their that. captain, which I'm not going to get into. But We don't touch that subject. Be, yeah, but... Uh, I, I don't know where all that came from, first of all. Yeah, I don't know where that... I have not heard anything about that yet, 
And uh, to be honest, that's not something you want at the moment, especially with the deadline looming where, no offense, Toronto, you need to get past the first round, buddy. Yeah, and now losing Andreas Janssen for the next six months due to a knee injury. He had surgery on his knee, which at 24 years old, you don't really want to be having major knee surgery. So they're going to have to find a way to plug that gap so now maybe they might be thrown into some of these trade rumors as well yeah because there's not there are guys left who can fill it and i think toronto needs maybe to a chris Kreider, so to speak yeah and the rumors right now there are only as of now three but we'll get into that one if we actually get time to look at the bait whoever is left but yeah Janssen being out i wouldn't see Tur- i wouldn't be surprised to see toronto's name pop up a few more times so before we get into the rest of the trades, um, one more news story, just a quick little one that I that you sent to me that I found kind of interesting, was um, the Chicago Wolves, the AHL team for Las Vegas, is going to be moving to Vegas, which I think is a no-brainer. You know, you've proven that the city can fund a hockey team, I, and having their AHL affiliate so close, I think it'll still they're literally locating them on the Strip as well. I think that the, the the new practice facility is going to be built there, and, like, that'll be, you know, they'll have more events. It's like what the Islanders do with the two. Like, you have Iceworks and you have Northwell High Center. Like, you, you, you using both is, great, is good. Yeah, and having – I'm sure part of it is to cut down on some of the travel if they need a, a call-up last minute. It's, it's always a pain if you're – uh, You're coming from Chicago. Yeah, like for a team that plays for in another Vegas. another team that could potentially, I think, sh- should consider moving their AHL affiliate is Vancouver. Utica is a long way from Vancouver, and that that is gonna take a long time for that player to get there. So if yeah. you need, an, if you have a an freak injury in practice and you need a guy that night, good luck getting a guy in from Utica. Yeah, especially because Utica's far from here. My grandmother's from Utica. Utica's it, like a, six hours yeah, it's not a from good trip. here. From Vancouver, that's like a half-day trip. Easy. It's not a day I mean, trip. The, the flight's probably going to be like five, six hours, but you you're still flying now. pretty much cross-country. Yeah. So, but the, only, the only reason I think that like a team like that could, could stay there is just because, you know, the Comets have been there forever, and the Comets have a really strong fan base in Utica. But... So, but the Wolves moving makes sense and everything. So now, trade time. First one up, because I know you, I have not spoken to you about this one. I was watching, I think I was watching football when this happened. The XFL. Yes, great league. But, and I get a message and it's like, oh, I was watching the, I wasn't watching football, I was watching the Bruins Rangers game. Because this happened during the game. And the New York Islanders have acquired Captain Andy Green from the New Jersey Devils. In return, the Devils will get David Quinville and the Islanders' second-round pick for next year. What? <laughs> yeah, when I first saw this, because I, I was at work, and then I got tagged in a group chat saying that the Devils fleece the Islanders, and I was very confused because I didn't get any notifications yet, and I wasn't able to check on Twitter, and then I looked, and I saw the trade, and my first reaction was I I was just in complete shock. I'm like, what what is this? Like they gave up so much. I mean, granted, in reality, it's not really a lot. But you get you gave up a 21 year old defensive prospect and a second round pick, which people undervalue second round picks. First of I all, I think any pick. Yeah, but the fact that a 37 year old defenseman on an expiring contract is gonna get was able to get you a second-round pick and a defensive prospect. Now, if you're going to take into consideration, I, I apologize for cutting you off, but to just simplify it for people listening, look at what Martinez got. With an extra year of control. With an extra year of control, he got Vegas, um, L.A. got a second-round pick for this year and next year. And those picks could be busts. And the only bad thing that could happen to... Vegas in this deal is Martinez won't resign, and you don't get a cup out of the deal. For the Kings, you don't really lose much. For the Islanders, you lost a prospect. Yeah, be- especially somebody s- who you've n- 
you know, you've watched develop. Yeah. I mean, he wasn't one of the big name prospects, but still giving up him and giving up a second round pick for a rental player because Andy Green is not going to resign. I don't know whether he's going to want to or not, but I just don't see him being offered a contract because once Adam Pellet comes back, he's going to go right back into that spot. And I, I heard that once Pellet went down a few weeks ago, the second he went down, Blue Lamarillo is like, Andy Green, I want him, which is concerning because that should not be the <laughs> first name that pops in your head. Well, the like, only re- go get an Alec Martinez or someone like that. Yeah, I thought for the longest time because the hockey gods hate me that Martinez was going to go to the Islanders. It just made too much sense. That would have been that would have been awesome, and then I would have had my punishment set for you if I won the hat trick challenge. Yeah, basically. Oh, an I- Martinez. There would have been a there would have been a double dose. Seriously, jeez. But and I would have kept that shirt. But here's the thing. The the thing that was that was brought up once this trade happened was Lou drafted Green, so I'm like, so this is a this is a pet project. This has nothing to do with how this will benefit the team. This is oh, you know what? I feel like Andy Green. I like it. Like it's Lou. Just like put. I don't know. I don't think Trotz must probably. I don't know if Trotz wanted him because you know the coach should have a say in what players they want. Yeah. Especially, you know, since you want to make a run to the playoffs and you've shown that you can get somewhat deep in the playoffs. But this this just looks like something that Lou Amarillo wanted. Yeah, and, I mean, it's only been one game. He did play on Monday in Arizona. He did play well because he, he's a defensive defenseman, but he did end up getting an, the, I believe, the primary assist, if not the secondary, on the only goal that the Islanders did end up scoring. So, but it, that was only a one-game sample size, and you got to kind of look longer term here. Everyone's having a, is going to have a good game every now and then. It's just bound to happen. Even if you're the worst player in the league, you're bound to have a good game. Yeah. So, the, I don't think the Islanders are done, per se. They, if they want to make a playoff run, because right now they're just, they're barely in a playoff spot right now if they want to make a run let alone even make the playoffs they can't be done yeah and you're gonna need something else there's no way that you can just go from here and just say oh yeah andy green that's all we need yeah we're done Let's go get a cup no that's yeah, not we, how we this don't works need people who can score or sh- people who actually shoot the puck yeah no they're not done and I'll and the Devils were not done on Sunday either, and they were they're not done for a while now. But they immediately after that went. My phone rang, and it was like, "Yeah, Blake Coleman has left practice," and I'm like, "All right, he gone." Blake Coleman is one of those guys that I did not think the Devils were going to trade. He's, I thought they were they had a they have a very solid player in Coleman, and he he does good things for that team. I understand the whole building around Heischer and Hughes, but I would figure that Blake Coleman was maybe the third name on that list. Yeah, but no, later that afternoon, he left. He was he left practice. Once I got the message, he left practice. I'm like, okay, he's not. He's going somewhere. And I remember right after that, there was immediately people were saying, oh, he went to Colorado. Then they retracted that deal and. Lo and behold, he actually ended up going to, surprisingly enough, Tampa Bay, which I'm just sitting here like, Tampa, no, stop. Why did you don't do this? And yet they gave up Nolan Foot. That's your future. That's gone now. And a 2020 first-round pick that they got from trading JT Miller. Um, Tampa, don't do this. This... This trade made the Islanders trade look way better because Tampa gave up so much to get Blake Coleman and giving up a guy like Nolan Foote, who is was is probably yeah. going to be a big name in this league once he gets there. I think he may have even been just drafted within the last year or so. He, I believe he was drafted, he was drafted fairly not long ago, 
But I think he went pretty – I don't think he was drafted by Tampa. He was drafted in June by Tampa. Was it by Tampa? 27th but he went, overall. Yeah, so this is a first-round so prospect. So, in, in essence, you traded two first-round picks to get Blake Coleman. Blake Coleman is not worth that. No offense. Like, he's great, and he's been a great on the power play for the Devils, but you're giving up your youth, and, buddy. And the Devils got oh, all of this without an official GM. That is true, yes. Well, and again, a Tampa's GM is... I don't even know anymore because it's not Stevie. But... So, I don't know. Tampa, there, I guess, I, I think whoever is in charge in Tampa is probably saying to themselves at this moment, like we've been saying since October, if you're not, if you're not getting a cup this year, you, you, everybody's gone. They've been saying that in Tampa for at least five years. Don't, 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 don't make 2015 don't, like the only don't, chance. Don't blow it again. Like, like you turned it. You were, well, well, not even gonna put a light. You sucked in the beginning of the year. You were terrible, and now you turned it around. You're on this very impressive 11 game winning streak, franchise record. You're now right behind Boston for tops in the league, and actually making it a race when everyone thought Boston was gonna run away with it by 15 points. And just don't win the President's just, Trophy. Yeah, well, this, the President's Trophy is cursed. We, we, we know that. We saw that last year. But with a move like this, A, I don't know whose spot he's taking because they really didn't have any holes to begin with. You have not changed your team except getting rid of JT Miller and getting a backup. You've done nothing. You have literally had the same team you had after you got swept by Columbus. You've changed a little to nothing. So why you're getting Coleman, I have no idea, and you're throwing away your future for it. It is a mistake waiting to happen. So when we come back, we will talk about the last four trades that have happened over the course uh, since the last time we spoke. We will look at trade bait, see who's still available come Monday, and we will look at everything else when we come back. You're listening to Post Post here on the way of the sound of LIU. Having trouble writing a paper? The LAU Pulse Writing Center is here to help. Located in Humanities 202, the Writing Center has peer tutors who are ready to help you with your writing skills. Brainstorming, outlines, thesis statements, ESL concerns, and more. We also have a lending library full of free books for anyone to take home. Stop by Humanities 202 to work one-on-one with the tutor or call us at 516-299-2732. And check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our blog. Total Access is your show for all the hits. Want more? Then don't forget to check out Total Access. Listen Tuesdays from 4 to 5 on The Wave. Welcome back to Post Post here on the way of the sound of LIU. I am your host, Anthony Cavretta. Joined alongside me, as always, is Ryan Kraut. And we are talking about the trades that have happened over the last few days. As surprisingly enough, it's not deadline day. That is Monday. But we are still talking about a lot of trades that have happened and a lot of players who are off the board already. The Devils, we've already spoken about. Alex Martinez going to Vegas. The Devils getting rid of Andy Green and Blake Coleman. And now, from the other side of it, we are going to look at some of the trades from the West and one more from the East. As now, the Canucks acquire Tyler Toffoli from the Kings, as the Kings are in the same predicament as the Devils, is saying we need to get rid of players and fast. So, and in return, the Kings get two prospects, including one who is very high up on the was very high up on the Canucks prospect board, and a second round pick and a conditional fourth in 2022. Yeah, I don't know what's with these ridiculously one-sided trades this year so far. <laughs> I'm not looking forward to, to Monday now, so I'm like, I'm getting worried. <laughs> but this is way too much to give up for a rental player. I'm not sure what Toffoli has in his mind, whether he wants to stay in Vancouver or not, but he's going to hit the market, and if the Canucks don't re-sign him, 
they gave up a lot for, we'll say, 25 games of, of a player. Yeah, you give up Tim Schaller, who a lot of people didn't know his name. The biggest name coming out of this was Tyler Madden, who I believe on the Canucks prospect was like top five in probably one of the better players that, that the Canucks had in their system. And for him to go to L.A. is, you know, an issue. And then you give up, not only that, you give up a second-round pick in 2020. You know, this draft is going to look weird if you keep doing this. And then you get a conditional fourth-round selection in 2022, which that's really nothing. Because if the Canucks are on the upward trend, then... I don't see this pick being any lower than bottom 20. Yeah, and this kid that the uh, the Canucks gave up in Tyler Madden, currently playing for Northeastern, so just won the bean pot, and is tied for fourth in the country in points and third in the country in goals. Yeah, this I think was somebody that the Canucks should have tried to keep. Oh, absolutely. I'm surprised that once the Kings mentioned his name, they didn't say no. He, Right now, in 27 games for Northeastern this year, 19 goals, 18 assists, 37 points in 27 games. Wow, and he has three goals in this year's and last year's World Junior. That is impressive. Yeah, uh, good job for the Kings. They're starting to get their stuff together after a abysmal season last year and just as bad this season. So they're getting their stuff together. And we also look to California now as the Sharks are doing things. Not No, it is not the Brett Burns trade as, as Brent, most people were Brent expecting. Burns is not going anywhere. I don't know why people are saying. People keep saying it. I don't know why. People, keep, people can talk all they want to. Brent Burns is not going anywhere because... Not because they want to get rid of him, because no one wants to take on that $9 million cap. No, but they do have to move people. They do need space, and they need to rebuild. And the first person to go was Brendan Dillon. He goes to Washington in exchange for a 2020 second-round pick. What is with these second-round picks? People are undervaluing second-round picks. Even these GMs now are undervaluing second-round picks. And if he signs, they get a conditional 2021 third-round pick. And for the – like, okay, may, I'll be honest. Looking at this, I kind of give it to San Jose just because I understand Dylan was a good player for them. But you guys need picks. And the Capitals' picks are going to be pretty decent. You know – unless they win back-to-back championships in the 31st pick. But even so, I don't know. I just I feel like getting those two picks is pretty solid, and, I'd, and I wouldn't be surprised if Dylan signs. You're getting a chance to play with some of the greatest players on the ice now? Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he re-signs either because Washington is one of the top teams in the league. You get to play alongside... Well, you get to share a locker room with Ovechkin. You get to play alongside on the ice with potentially John Carlson. That No one's going to say no to an opportunity like that. No, not at all. And I think he should thrive, and I really do hope that San Jose does like finally take this up and say, all right, we got rid of Dylan. Let's see what else we can get rid of. And I think he already got a point. Was he scratched or did he get a point? Um... I'm not sure, but San Jose is also retaining half of his remaining salary. That's big for them, actually. So it's a little over... It's almost $2 million. That's what it is. That's actually pretty good for Washington at that point, because not only that, but you'll have some more space to play with come July 1st, because you have a few players that have to come back into the fold after he signed as well. Yeah, but the biggest name on that list being Braden Holpe. I don't think they'll re-sign Holpe. Really? I, I don't know why, but something's telling me. It's just like, it's over. He I got his cup, I don't over. think Sam Sonov is going to be able to carry that team. No, but I feel like they, they can So where do you someone. see him going? Holpe? 
in free agency, I'll be honest, L.A. I, I don't think L.A. is going to sign him. If they, they can, got a if they big can get, hit. If they can get rid of Quick, yeah. That's the thing. Who wants Quick? No one wants him anymore because he's not as good, and he's still got like $6 million on a cap hit. Well, that's that. That's the... F- you know, we'll wait until July 1st, but I do think that he'll go to free agency. I don't think he'll... Oh, he'll test anymore. the market. He's more than earned that. Yeah. So next up, a trade um, from the Ottawa Senators, actually. This is interesting. As the Winnipeg Jets acquired defenseman Dylan DeMello from Ottawa for a 2023rd. Solid trade. Pretty Seems even. Seems pretty even for both of these teams. Not that Ottawa needs any more picks... In any way, shape, or form. But, yet again, they're getting another pick. Of course. As only they know how, they're just, like, stockpiling these picks. Let's be 100% honest. Ottawa got very, very lucky this year. Because they have a a lottery pick from the Sharks for Eric Carlson. Yep, and I'm sure they're gonna be they're gonna be in the lottery also. So they got two firsts this year. Yeah, they got three seconds this year, and now they have three thirds. And they're not even done. They're not, I don't even think they're done making trades because there's even, players. Yeah, they're not even done who yet. Who can go? So I think we all laughed at the Senators for like they, being they, maybe terrible, they got but... something up their sleeve because eight picks in the first three rounds of the draft. That is, that's incredible. That's that's a lot of picks. That's a very good way to to build your future and build back what's left of your 2017 pride, if at all, if it oh, exists. I would, I would love if, uh, if, like, you just... Chris Kunich hired as Ottawa Senators coach. Everybody, the entire country just cries. Um, so, moving into the last pick of the day that we will trade that we know of, unless something does happen over the course of the next half an hour, which it could, uh, the Montreal Canadiens trade defenseman Marco Scandella to St. Louis. This happened yesterday for the Blues' second-round pick this year and a conditional fourth next year. Also not really worth it. I'm Scandella, a guy, started out in Buffalo. I believe he almost ended up on waivers at yeah. one point, and then Buffalo shipped him out to Montreal. Didn't work out in Montreal. Then they shipped him out to St. Louis, probably, I would assume, as a replacement for Jay Bomeister. Yes. Who is probably going to retire. Most likely. Because I, I don't know about him, but I don't want, if I have a defibrillator in my chest, I don't want to be slammed into the boards. Doesn't, yeah, you don't, you doesn't don't want seem that. like a safe idea. No, not at all. But back to back to the trade. Again, I'm, I've said this a lot. People are undervaluing second-round picks. And I saw this a lot when I was seeing reactions from the Andy Green trade. I saw a lot of people saying, why are you so upset about giving up a second-round pick? There is still a very good yeah. amount of very solid players in the second round. And especially because we know that this draft is going to be very deep. So these picks are worth much more than they, like these teams are letting on to. So now we've talked about all the trades that have happened. We're going to look when we come back at the trade bait because there's a few names left, and we're going to see what they could possibly go for. You're listening to Post Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. Need something to break up the boredom of sitting in traffic? How about some tunes? Listen to Rush Hour Rock with me, Dan Casaza, every Thursday from 4 to 5. I'll liven up your Rush Hour with music spanning from all your favorite rock genres, from your dad's 70s classics to the hardest grunge of the 90s. And even the rock hits of today. So let's rock your Rush Hour every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. Only on the wave, the sound of LIU. Ever listen to the radio and think, I can do that? 
The Wave is giving you the chance to prove it. Imagine playing the hottest new music during Common Hour, calling the action during live LAU sports broadcasts, or starting a podcast on your favorite topic. Or how about planning the next event that rocks the Hillwood rooftop? Whether you're behind the mic or behind the scenes, there's a place for you at The Wave. All you have to do is sign up. Join The Wave today by visiting the station located right behind Hillwood Commons. Welcome back to Post Post here on the Wave, the sound of LIU. As we listen to Brent Bonanza, as we usually do, it is probably the greatest hockey goal song of all time. We play in a mall. Yeah, they did. That was depressing. So this, we're going to look at now tr- the bait of who's left for Monday. For those of you who don't know, we will be live on Monday, af- hopefully around or during or after the deadline of it when the calls pro- have to be in? It will probably be after. We're still working out the kinks. Deadline, I believe, is at 3. So it would probably be after, but there's still a chance we could get some last-minute trade notifications in there as I think we had a couple during the last yeah. last deadline show. We would get them in, and we would just be like, oh, this happened. Because sometimes it takes it a little while for them to be processed by the, the league, the league so. office and then reported. So so we're going to look and see who's left on the board. This was updated yesterday, so there are still some names. Well, there's only one name on here that has been moved, so that name is no longer on here. But still, number one for probably about the third or fourth week in a row is Chris Kreider. You know, it, the rumor on him right now is there are three teams fighting for his services, one being Boston, the other being Colorado, and the last one being the Islanders, who have gotten thrown in the mix in the last, like, 24 hours. I can, He's going to get—I feel like he's going to get moved, even though there have been reports saying that he is trying very, very hard to stay, and certain players, including Panarin, want him there. Which, I'm sorry, but if you have a superstar as good as Panarin, you don't want to piss him off. So, I would have to think they're going to try a little harder to keep him. But And based on what we've been seeing, you're going to get a prospect in two picks. Guaranteed. You'll probably get, again, a second round pick somewhere in there at least. I think least. you can get a first. I mean, if Blake Coleman can get you a first, Chris Kreider can get you a first. But, again, it also depends on what else is packaged in there. But either way, if Chris Kreider is traded, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily be surprised if he comes back. Oh, you mean like in a free agency? In free agency. You know what? And I, I, I've heard that argument thrown out a few times. It was the same exact argument we heard last year with Zuccarello, and he didn't come back. Did they? Well, they also didn't have the cap space to have him come back with Truba and Panarin. And I don't know about you, but I would much rather have Panarin than Zuccarello. No, and I, I agree 100%. Does it hurt? Absolutely. And I'll be, I'll be the first one to tell you, when that news broke that he got traded, it hurt. And it hurt badly. And Kreider, when he gets traded, it's going to hurt just as bad. But I do think Kreider wants to play here. You know, he really does. More than Zuccarello did. And if he gets moved, I would like he may come back. You're right. There is that possibility. And the Rangers already did make a minor league move earlier in the week. Nothing really to write home about either. So they are active. And the thing, I was talking about this with a few people. Anything can happen on any given day. It just needs to be, you just need to know what the package could be coming back. Like, you think Boston, all right, we know Boston has a lot of young players as well in the system, and we've made deals with them before. Heck, the Rangers have fleeced them before. Multiple times in the same year. Yeah, so that's happened. And then Colorado, we know Colorado has good depth, so that may be good. You're not getting Cal McCarr if that's what you were thinking. (laughs) I would love it, but that's not happening. Um, Joe Sackick is not that stupid. But neither is John Davidson. Fair. And the only thing, I, the only team I can't see 
giving up enough for Chris Kreider is the Islanders. Yeah, the Islanders are not going to get him solely probably on the reason that it leaked that they're interested, so Lou's going to say, no, we're not interested anymore because he has a that tendency to do he that. that. He, so. he doesn't like anything getting out to the media, and he has before shut down trades just because the media got a hold of it, which I don't necessarily think is, ne- is a great policy. That's a terrible policy. That's an old man. Like, like if there was a rumor going around that hypothetically the Islanders were about to require Connor McDavid, and he got and he heard the media got a hold of that, he's like, nope, don't want him anymore. Cancel the trade. Sorry. I think Islander fans would burn down the Barclays Center, the Coliseum, and whatever is standing at Belmont. No, we need Belmont. <laughs> no, you wouldn't. It's like four steel. Like I drive past it. It's like eight steel beams. You're fine. Make a rebuild. It's nicer than the Barclays Center. Already. <laughs> you have four steel beams and nothing else. And a bunch of horse poop just, like, there. So, moving on to the next of most sought-after available piece is Sammy Vatnin. And I'm telling you right now, for what you got for Coleman and Green, you're going to get a lot more you're, for you're Sammy gonna get, Vatnin. You're going to get something for Vatnin. Of course, Vatnin was originally on the Ducks. The Devils got him when they traded Adam Henrique to Anaheim. A number of years ago at this point. It was like four or five. At some, something like that, and that was another surprising trade. But Vatnin, he's done well in New Jersey. They'll get a decent haul for him, especially if they can get a second and a prospect for for Andy Green. Yep. Which, I might add, hopefully opens the door for Travis Zajac to be named their captain, which I think he should have been named captain when Andy Green was named captain. But that's that, that's a different story. They'll probably just like not name a captain or for the be... rest of the year. No, yeah. but next year, they're they'll probably name a captain. If it's if Zajac stays and it's not Zajac, I'd be very surprised. So we know the Devils are gonna get something. There's been no talk of Vatan and moving at the moment, but I think once we get into like Saturday. Saturday afternoon, Saturday night, that's when we're going to start seeing a lot of this to kick up. Yeah, we're going to start seeing, and not even just with Vatnin, we're going to start seeing a lot of the guys who are trade bait just be held out of practice, healthy scratches, just because you don't want a player. You don't want him to get hurt. Yeah, you don't want him to get hurt. Oh, no, we back out. There have been players, like when Matthew Matthew Shane was traded, he was pulled mid-game. Yeah, that happens. So, you know, and that and that's always a priority you need to take. So next up on the list is Jean Gilbert Pajot. Jean Gabriel Pajot, yes. Thank you. Um, from Ottawa, he goes by JG. That's probably cool. easier yeah, for you. JG. All right, he's gonna go. He's he's gonna go because Ottawa's not going anywhere. He's also been linked to the Islanders, which means no. Yeah, and he's one of the youngest guys on this list, so I, I could see them getting another pick for him and. That's just what Ottawa needs. Yeah, another, another pick. pick. Make it nine in the first three rounds of this year's wow. draft. Um, Why don't you just give all of the picks to Ottawa? <laughs> so, yeah, but that's just that, you know, and that'll be interesting to see where he goes. So now we'll move quickly as I kind of want to get through the top ten here. As Martinez has already been moved, he's off the list. Carolina's first-round pick is the most is the fifth most valuable thing. And I'm just like, why? It's going to be in the mid-20s. If I mean, if they even end up making the playoffs, yeah. Right now, it's kind of a four-team race for three spots. We don't know, but still, it would be a bottom of the first half. Yeah, pick. that's not like. Yeah, I get it's a deep draft. That's but you want that really? Is that no really one's gonna go out of their way to trade for the fifteenth overall pick, especially when there's assets below that. That are way more valuable than a fifteenth. Yeah. Like Mike Hoffman, I know we're skipping around, but just the first name that pops out to me, Mike Hoffman is way more valuable right now in this moment to a contending team than a fifteenth overall pick potentially. Yeah. I would think that would probably have to be packaged with something like for Carolina at least. You're gonna have to give that up for. That's something you would trade for Chris Kreider. I don't necessarily. See, I I see what you're saying, but I don't see him. Yeah, I don't that see that being the trade. But but I hypothetically see that, yeah. yes. So and then you got Kovalchuk, who is going to get fifty fifty. I would like, say. Yeah, I don't see him resigning with Montreal. I just see him. Do, I don't know what he's going to do. But 
dang, he has had a... Uh, he's gotten better in Montreal. A, it was definitely a resurgence, almost the uh, Ilya Kovalchuk, not that we saw before he left, but... The Russia version. The Kovalchuk we expected yeah. to come back. That had to... Be, well, I say it all the time, there had to be something in the locker room. There was no it had to have been. Then. He probably regretted going to L.A. the second he got there. Yeah. So after Kovalchuk, Andres Anis... Athanasiu yes. corrected that. Cool. That one you get right. Yeah, don't don't question that. Yeah, Detroit, you're you are dumb if you don't get rid of him. Like, cause I get it. And he's an RFA too, so you can get a lot more for him just because he's not a rental and whatever team gets him can match a qualifying offer. Exactly. So that will be they they should move him. He's, and he also is on he is probably I want to say one of the youngest guys on the list. So that would that's something that kind of you really should do. Then after that, Palmieri, same argument for Vontanen. Just go back and play that again. It's the same exact argument. Palmieri, I don't see him going anywhere. Really? Yeah. They're, they got to keep something. Why? I'm surprised that, you know, actually, hold on. Let me see. Because Palmieri's still got another year left. Well, I'm looking at that, and I'm looking at all these other players who are here, and you got Wayne Simmons. He's gone. He's gone. He's, he's labeled 20th here. He's able twentieth here. He, I don't even see. Subban. I like how twenty one is Detroit's cap space. Oh yeah, that's funny. Um, but you don't. You have that. You got. Uh, you got other players here. You got like, two players that you have are Buchnevich and Tony D'Angelo, probably two of the more hotter prospects on the Rangers team right now, and they're under. You know, they're under Palmieri. There are two guys that are forty that are ranked higher than guys like. Vincent Trocek and Connor Sherry, who are in their mid twenties. The only reason I can see, like, what is this list? This no, the reason that they're there, and I, you know, I'm noticing this now, is look at like the last column where they have like the years left on their contracts and their cap hits. Those are the big thing. I get that it that they would the Sharks would trade either Marlow or Thornton just to give them a shot at a cup. Thornton, they were kind of stupid when they re-signed him to give a forty year old a full no trade clause. Yeah, it's dumb. That didn't really make much sense to me. But I would assume that if Joe Thornton has a chance to get a ring, he would waive it. Yeah, I think Thornton is one of the guys who just he really wants that ring badly. So, And he's one of those guys that definitely deserves it because he could have retired four years ago Yeah, and would have been a surefire Hall of Famer regardless of having a ring or not. He's been sticking around because he wants that ring. So, you look at the rest of this list, there's nobody else super that wants to stand out. The only one that has gained value in the past few days is Vladislav Nemestikov, who I've seen him play personally. He's a great player, but his, he reminds me a little bit of Kovalchuk with the attitude. Yeah, his that's why he's bounced around from team to team recently. He's never really had one place to play for a while and I'm sure it's some off ice issue. It's there's been reports of his attitude being an issue. So it it depends. I wouldn't be surprised if he's traded again. I wouldn't be surprised if he's not traded. Yeah, I think that also just goes into the camp of 50-50. We'll see where this goes. You know, you look at the other look at some rumors quickly just to see what we can get if there's any been any news on the any fronts because after um, Martinez went, there wasn't really any other rumblings or anything for the past few hours. Um, yeah, there's nothing great at the moment. There's still rumors of Hall moving. That I don't know. I don't see that, that happening much. anymore at this point. Yeah, I don't see it happening. This is kind of just a lot of these are a lot of like sources just kind of grasping at straws, and that's fair. We we've kept, we kind of agreed on it. It there, you're not gonna get any news or any big developments until probably Saturday. One thing that has been developing though, it's not a trade, but the Maple Leafs are presumably very close to signing Jake Muzzin to a four-year extension, which is. Definitely a big get for them. Yeah, it's huge for them because they need defensive help down the road. And that would be perfect. Yeah, they're going to need some help. They've had problems defensively. 
And now with Freddie Anderson out for a while, their defense is going to have to be even stronger. So getting a guy like Muzzin, who they got from L.A. last year, that's going to go a long way. So we'll look now at a little quickly on who is in the playoff race. Now I'm going to go through the whole divisions. We'll just look through who's the playoff race because now it's the time of the year where you're at the de- the deadline is Monday. You're going to be looking at who's where, and this is where teams will probably say either I'm tanking or I'm going to make a run. That's the best you're going to get. So we're going to look at the West first and starting off with the Central because the Central is very boring. The top three teams in that are St. Louis. I'm, I'm still confused on how that is even possible, that there is no cup hangover, but especially with all the drinking they did. Then followed by Dallas, who has kind of been coming into their own lately. I think they're right there. They lost once in overtime is their streak at the moment. But a plus 10 goal differential, they're finally coming into their own. The only question I have for Dallas going forward is, do you do anything on Monday? Do you try to get younger or do you try to get older? Because they've been getting older. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say, if they get older, I wouldn't say too much older because they do have some some veterans there. They got Corey Perry, Joe Pavelski. They Ben Bishop has been in the league for a while, but he's still, I'd say, potentially a Vesna candidate as he is most years when he's at his peak. So I'm not sure what Dallas has planned. If they don't do anything, I think they'll still be fine. If they do, then even better. And then Colorado, they're going to do something. They're going to do something. Wouldn't be surprised to see them get Kreider. They're going to do something, especially now that Rantanen's out for a while. They have to do something. So, And then moving over to the Pacific, Edmonton, Just I think for Edmonton, I don't see them doing much, if anything. Maybe getting another forward just because you're going to need help, especially until McDavid gets back. Um, but I think they just need to kind of hold on till he comes back because he'll be getting a nice rest, and maybe then you could probably get the rest of the team to a posi- to a place where they're good. The only problem is is the in- like there's a lot of the Pacific's very close, so that's the only dangerous thing I could see happening for them. Yeah, the top five teams in the Pacific are separated by two points. Yeah, and then you have Vegas, who has been on the upswing for a while, running a nice three-game winning streak. They just got Martinez, and maybe they'll go out and get another piece. I don't think they will. I don't think they need anything else. They don't, but this is also Vegas. You're going to keep going until you roll snake eyes. So, fair but I do think that you got they should stay quiet and then just work on their team, especially because we said it at the top of the, the show, you kind of need to win sooner rather than later just because you have all these pieces now. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily s- certain that any of these pieces are going to go anywhere because it seems everyone likes playing in Vegas. Mark Stone was acquired by Vegas last year, immediately signed a seven-year extension before even putting on a Golden Knights jersey. He didn't even get in. He literally signed it on the plane. Pro- yeah, he signed it on the plane. It must have been a fun plane ride. He was probably just so grateful that he was getting out of Ottawa that he's like, I don't care. I will play literally anywhere. Here is my signature. I'm going to the desert. I am going to sign this piece of paper. You write down any amount of money on it, and I will agree to it. And then you move to Vancouver, who, once again... Has made moves already. I could see them making a few more. I can see them making a one or two more. They don't. They don't need a like a lot more with the division that they're in. The only they thing just need to be in the top three. The only problem I see with Vancouver is they are relying a lot on their youth, and I would try to get somebody in who knows the playoffs well, especially because right now you are looking to either play Vegas or St. Louis. You are not going to end well for any of this. Vegas, I'm. they have a better shot with. St. Louis, absolutely not. No, and then if not you, with and what happened last year. The Canucks have zero playoff experience. I Maybe that's part of the reason they brought in a guy like Toffoli. He has two cups. Tanner Pearson was on those teams, too. 
which they're very happy to be reunited in their Titanic pose picture that they posted. Yeah. So moving over to the wild card, and you have Calgary. The only thing I say to Calgary, please fall to the second wild card spot. That's very oddly specific. You want to know why? Is it one of your predictions? No. Look who's in first in the Pacific. Edmonton. Yep. I want Battle that. Battle of Alberta. I want that so badly. Because that is going to, like, I don't well, care what you would, do. You would want them first wild card, though. because No, the, first wild card plays that, plays St. Louis. No, second wild card plays St. Louis. It's like one versus eight. Essentially, oh. so you want so stay them, right you where you are. Then I thought it was the other. You way. want Edmonton and Calgary to either stay exactly where they are or, or flip. flip. I don't care what you do, or fall to like two and three, or two and three. I need the Battle of Alberta. That would be a very intense playoff. That series. would be like if the Rangers and Islanders met in the first round. It would. It, it's a bloodbath. Yeah, except this year, I feel like it'd be a lot with everything that's happened between Edmonton and Calgary this year. That series would not end well. It'd be ending with some kind of suspension. Yeah, there's Zach Cassian. <laughs> Milan Lucic and Zach Cassian is like they're. I wouldn't. Need, I don't even know about Milan Lucic because yeah, he's aggressive, but we have not heard his name at all in any of this. It's just, I have. I've heard it. Like it's just gonna times. be Zach Cassian just beating up on Kachuk the entire time. Like poor Matthew Kachuk's never done anything to anyone, and here comes Zach Cassian. <laughs> Like a beeline, just like, boom, and you're it'll be, done. It'll be like Ross Johnston and Ryan Reeves on the opening face-off in Vegas the other day. Like, the second the puck drops, bam, we're going. Oh, it's, yeah. Drop the gloves. So that's what I want to see. And finally, Arizona sitting comfortably in that last spot. I don't I don't know about comfortably. There's, uh, there's uh, Winnipeg's right one point there. behind them. Nashville's two points behind them. Even... Minnesota, they're only they're seven. I think they're just out. trying to cling on for rel- rel- uh, relevancy sake. Yeah, I mean they're trying to prove that hockey belongs in the desert. It doesn't. It doesn't. But um, it's too hot. That's why the ice melts. Yeah. So we'll move over now to a nice little rapid fire for the Eastern Conference, as the, because m- none of this has really shocked any of us. We're gonna look at the Atlantic. Well, I will say one thing that has shocked. Me. Oh, we'll get to that in a second. Atlantic, Boston up front, cool. Tampa's right behind them. One point out. Right behind that them. That 11-game winning streak has really, really helped them out. 22 points in the last 11 games like skyrocketed Both them up Both those teams I don't think need anything at the moment. They don't need anything, but yet... They'll do something. Tampa just got better. Boston's looking at Chris Kreider. Look at Toronto, and Toronto's just like, they need help. Toronto needs something. They they got a goalie who's not a starting goalie. They they need something. And you never, as we mentioned before, you don't want to see a trend on Twitter that has fire your GM five days before the trade deadline. Yeah, that's not something you want. I don't know what that's about. I don't but know I either because things were going over pretty well until until yesterday. like this mor- like last night this morning I've heard nothing about this and it's like why is this happening? If I was Toronto I'd be like no please don't turn on him we don't want to turn on him we like the boy wonder leave him alone. Now looking at the metro, um, Pittsburgh. it looks a lot different than it did a week ago. <laughs> what the heck, Pittsburgh? What are you? What is in the water in Pittsburgh? Steel, probably. <laughs> you shouldn't be first in the Metro. Like you, you shouldn't be in a playoff spot. You've had so many injuries. But you lost Crosby. There was the threat of Mulgan. Mulgan going to prison, prison like to Russian prison. That's worse. <laughs> it's worse than normal prison. You had Galchenyuk when you had him. He was out because of freaking spider bite. You had Hornquist out. You had. Murray, just, who was just Jake, a wreck. Jake Gensel's out for the year. And yet you're first in the Metro. Somehow. Like, Mike Sullivan has worked wonders if with he this doesn't, team. If he doesn't win the Jack Adams the Jack award, Adams, then something's wrong. Yes, because I don't know who's going to win it, but if it's not Mike Sullivan, then the person who wins it didn't deserve it. No, not at all. 
and I don't even I I can't really pin up put something on Pittsburgh to say like what they're gonna get on Monday because I don't think they're gonna try to get anything. Not with what they've done. Their depth is just ridiculous. They apparently, look, it scares I me. I mean, they, they did do like, something. They got Zucker, but other than that, they don't need anything because their depth has gotten them this far. Like they look as dangerous as they did. The, and the thing, the, the the funny part is, they look like the 2016-17 Penguins again. And I'm sorry, but they though it went then when they won the Cup back to back, they didn't look good. They looked poor, and they still they just went. made a the team that they played against just looked worse. They beat up on San Jose. That was a one sided mashup, and Nashville didn't do well either. The only pro and the only thing is. And even so, and then the third, they lost to Washington. Washington. They were tired at that point. Yeah, you're not gonna winning three cups or trying to win three cups in a row is exhausting, especially when you make the playoffs each year for the last like 14. And last year was just the culmination of all of that and injuries and all that when they got swept by the Islanders. But I don't know what what's happening. That's just strange to me that they're this good this late in the season. Because they are not; they only have. It's the it's the home crowd. If you look at it, yeah, they're twenty two five and four at home, so and fifteen ten and two on the road. It's the home crowd. The fans there in Pittsburgh love that team. Yeah, you look at the rest of the Metro. Washington's in second. I don't see them making any real great moves. They don't need anything. They still have a lot of the same cores they did when they won two years ago. Yeah, and they just got Brendan Dillon there. Yeah, they're good. Clearly going to make the playoffs. Philly. really a four-team race. Philly, what are you doing? Philly, how are you doing this? Yeah, I don't know. Um, Yeah, hard. My other thing is Columbus, how are you doing this? Well, Columbus is finally out of the playoff spot as the Islanders and Carolina both sit in one and two, respectively. Um, But Columbus is only out of the playoff spot because Carolina and the Islanders have played less games. Yeah. I would love to see a Boston Islanders first-round matchup, just to see you, like, get mad. I wouldn't get mad. I'd be happy either way. That's true. I'd want the Islanders to win, but if the Bruins won, I'd still be okay with that. All right. So that will be your divisions and everything and who could use what come Monday. So now we are going to look at the Hat Trick Challenge as currently – I believe, uh, well, as we come into today, we are both tied at 20. I don't think that's going to happen. I also don't think Ovechkin got his seven yet. Not yet. I don't know what's up with him. He is on. He was on some kind of hot streak, and now he's colder than the ice he skates on. So I ended up getting two correct this past week. Flurry got to 60. Shout out against the Islanders. Yeah, I was mad about that one because that was just so oddly specific that and I knew that was the one shot that you had the the game against the Islanders was the one shot you had and then your other one was Arizona will be in a specifically wild card spot and I'm looking at all these standings I'm like all right well this needs to happen and this needs to happen and, and it happened and it happened the only one that I got wrong was Keith Duncan Keith will get his 500 Duncan assists. Keith doesn't get points anymore <laughs> don't pick him I picked him again well, you live and you learn. So I now have 22. I also got two. Oh, God, no. <laughs> David Pasternak has 42 goals now. Literally the night of the show last he week, it. he scored a hat trick. So we had 40. Oh, my God. That must have been – that was fun. Leon Dreisaitl has 61 assists now. Jamie Benn did not score his 300th career goal, though. So And Ovi still hasn't gotten a set. Ovi still hasn't. I think by way of that uh, extra three points, you are winning, but only until Ovechkin scores two more goals. Yeah, but we're tied, so I'm not really. We're at 22 each, so until Ovi gets it. If he doesn't get it, if which is Ovi, a long shot. The only way Alex Ovechkin is not getting two goals for the rest of the season is if he gets injured. Which Knock on wood. He Hopefully he won't. I don't, I don't want to see that. That's just sad. But So this week, I am going to go down to the Duncan Keith well for the second straight week. Good luck with that. Well, he's playing. they're playing the Rangers tonight, so... Oh, there you go. That'll help. Um, he'll get his 500 assists. I said Mike Green will get his 500th point. He needs, I think, two. Okay. 
and Carolina will be in a playoff spot, which they are in right now, so they're going to stay. All right. I can see that. Mine, I went all milestones, career milestones this week. I went back with Jamie Benn. He will score his 300th career goal. He's at 299. Sidney Crosby will record his 800th career assist. He's at 798. And Artemi Panarin will record his 400th career point. He needs like one or two. I forget. I missed that. I don't know how you missed that. I... Were you, well, I think because we're using two different sites. He needs, let's see here real fast, two points, which is easy. We're using, okay, I need to start using your website because I'm missing a lot of I revealed stuff. my source. <laughs> my hand has been shown. Um, so that will do it for us here on Post to Post. We will see all of you Monday for our special trade deadline show where we will break down every single trade that will happen on Monday and over the course of the next week. You've been listening to Post to Post here on the Wave, the Sound of LIU. Enjoy hockey, and we will see you Monday.